Saint Prototype Number Five, Nova Robotics, Damon Washington. You're a robot. Yes. I thought you were alive, Number Five. I let you tear my house to shreds, and you're a robot. You're a machine from that dumb war lab place. God, I'm so stupid. Stupid, foolish, gullible, doltish, dumbbell, lame-brain. Shut up. Silence. Hush. Sit on it. Can Boy, it. am I the jerk of the world. You just programmed. Jerk of the world. Turkey. Idiot. Pain in the ass. Well, I hope you're programmed to pay for the mess you made. Hey guys, we're back here. Uh, we're actually back to talk about one of my favorite directors of the 80s. Quite frankly, I think he's up there with, with some of the work done by Spielberg and Zemeckis. And I think he's underrated, underrated, underrated. Um, I like talking about underrated directors' work. We have talked about John Badham before. We have talked to him through War Games. Yes. Uh, but he has done, I mean, his 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 is is from Saturday Night Fever to... Dracula 79, to War Games, to Bird on a Wire, to the Stakeout films. This guy has just got a really impressive street cred and then kind of vamped and disappeared into TV. He's still alive, I believe. So, yeah, he, he, he does lots to still his TV work, and he works to this day. Um, a lot of directors, um, Peter Hyams would be one of those guys, I think are underrated, who we need to start diving into. He's another one, but he still works to this day. Uh, he's a good age, but, you know. Yeah. If he wants to keep working, let him do it. He deserves it. So, John Badham. Um, yeah. He uh, he just did War Games. I think he did American Flyers with Kevin Costner, if I'm not mistaken. And he went this. He, the great thing about John Badham, he does, he's like, he is like a Spielberg where he can tackle all genres. Um, yeah, so, maybe not quite as accomplished as Spielberg, but yeah. Yeah, but you can laugh at that, but I don't think that's I'm fair. not laughing at it. I'm just I, stating I, it. I, I know, but I I think that's the problem. I think the problem, especially with the 80s, is that it's the Spielberg and the Zemeckis' um, kind of, and maybe in John Hughes, and this is not to take away from these three men. They're all brilliant in what they do. But I think they these guys got overshadowed. and But people know their films. Oh, I love that film. Yes. But they won't know who directed it. But if you say, I love E.T., who you know who directed it. Yes. So there's the difference. And I don't know if it's from a marketing standpoint. Um, but yeah, there's certain A-listers, B-listers, and you know, you have these different grades of directors. Mm-hmm. But I always thought John Badham and Peter Hyams should have been up there. Uh, but like I said, I have this form. I would like to give, I always like to acknowledge uh, the the names the known the people the known the names that people should know. Oh, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um. So there you go. And this comes to one of the films I saw like twelve times in the theater. Really? I always fucking love Johnny Five. That's. See, I, I, I remember I I saw this original one with um my friend I think it was we got it out in video I might even have seen it on TV uh, back when I was a kid. Um, but I remember um, seeing the second one in the video shop, but like skimming over it and, and um, like going for, I don't know, something like Hellraiser or The Evil Dead instead, or uh, probably Vengeance the Demon or one of the Freddy Kruegers, you know? 
It's well, dead. Well, that's right. Sick freak. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this, this is pleasant. This was written by S.S. Wilson and Brent Maddock, the uh, writing team. They're actually more famous for writing a movie called Tremors. Yes. A few years Kevin later. Bacon. With Kevin Bacon, yep. And uh, let's just kind of jump into it a bit. I, yeah, I saw it a few times at the theater. I was very shocked that this wasn't mass marketed. Especially in the 80s, you had Hasbro and Mattel, and you had all the, you had He-Mans, you had the G.I. Joes, you had the Transformers. You had all these Ramble dolls, Freddy dolls. Yeah. I was shocked they never put out a short circuit toy. Well, maybe that's what it's um, what is referenced at the um, beginning of the second one. Yeah, we'll dive into the into the consumerism part of it. Uh, yeah. You're right; that's a good shout. That that could be one of the reasons they're kind of giving the finger. To give, yeah. <laughs> why did yeah. you get? Why did you get? I mean, those things he sells in part two are pretty cool. I would buy one of those. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's the only yeah. good thing to come out of part two. Was <laughs> <laughs> those? Um, but yeah, uh, Short Circuit. I just loved everything about it. And the great thing about it was, uh, was the humor. It was adult humor. There was a lot of innuendos in this one, but it didn't go too kitty down either. It didn't, it didn't kitty it a lot. They kind well, of, like they Ghostbusters, kept, yeah, was like Ghostbusters, jokes in there? yeah, Ghostbusters was that teetering on a PG thirteen, yeah. and so was this. And I know people are gonna laugh when they hear that, but. My concern by watching this again today, we say through the podcast, I just been I probably haven't seen this guys in twenty five years. Uh-huh. Watching it, I still laughed at the same jokes and it's not camp crap. That way I thought it that I was thinking, Oh god, I bet you this is eighties cheese. It's gotta say it's cheese. It's eighties. Oh, it, it is it's, 80s it's, cheese. It is, it is gonna have its eighties yeah. cheese. But it's not smothered in it. Well, it's, see, the thing is, these days, um, children's films are solely directed at children. Um, but back then, the the children's films would have had all the stuff for the kids, but they also would have had stuff in there, like little jokes and stuff, for the parents who were forced to drag their kids to see these films. So that's why you get like the sort of um, innuendos and stuff. And the style, that's to keep the, the sort of adults sort of um, entertained at the same time. But we don't really get that now. You either have a kids' film or an adult film, you know. Exactly, and that's what made the '80s so nice. Spielberg mm-hmm. was famous for that, yes, um, with ET and Poltergeist. Um, then we had Ghostbusters, and we had uh, Batteries Not Included, and you had yeah. um, Explor- Inner Space. Remember that Inner Inner Space Explorers, you know, um, mm-hmm. Gremlins. Yes. So you had Gremlins. The, all the even Back to the Future would be another example. Oh yeah, um, well, Back to the Future to film about a peeping Tom and incest. Okay, stop. <laughs> with the incest thing. That's not. It's, it's nothing to do with incest. Uh, You're what? a sick bastard. His mother falls in love You're, with him. His mother tries to bastard. kiss him. She saw his her child in his him. eyes. That's what she was seeing. You Ke- sick Calvin bastard. Klein. Yeah. Oh she my falls God. In, you leave it to you. I, I, we can never do it's that. It's about a mother falling nev- in love with her son and trying to kiss him. We can never ever do Back to the Future now. Like, because Back to the Future sick. is one of my favorite films. No, of all time. yeah, because you like. Not oh, I know why incest. now. I know why. <laughs> that, I love myself that, that, a good incestual film. There. I love a good incestual film. Yeah, that came out bad. Just said you love incestual films. You sick bastard. Uh, look, George McFly's a peeping Tom, and um, uh, basically Lorraine um, Barnes, isn't you call her? No, no offense, it's Chris McGlover. The guy's creepy anyway. 
Well, yeah, well, I mean, he does creepy well, to be fair. <laughs> All right, let's jump back into this one after he confessed what is successful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how we how we jumped? Oh, we need yeah, help. no, no, no. I, I timed that really badly. It was like I, I basically said uh, Back to the Future is about incest, and I, it's one of my favorite films. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that came out really wrong. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Source Circuit. We've got Steve Gutenberg, who guys. We got uh, Ali Sheedy, Christopher Stevens. Um, oh, what's his name again? Alden oh. Pendleton, G.W. Bailey, Brian McNamara, and Tom Blaney. And I gave Tom Blaney a shout out because he's the one who puppeteered and does the voice for number five in both films. Very good puppeteer. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, he does a lot of puppeteering. So I always like to give a shout out you know, to Doug Jones and yeah. Javier. Uh, the unsung uh, heroes. Uh, yeah, the, the unsung the heroes you don't really see on screen. Yeah. Um, so we got, yeah, Newton, Stephanie, Ben, Howard, Scroder, which is Scrotum. That was pretty funny. <laughs> yes. um, you knew well, that's another example of the adult jokes. Yes. They call the bad guy um, Scroder, which is obviously a, a take on Scrotum. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you got Frank. So, yeah, minimal cast again, which I like. And it starts off pretty much right away. Now, we, know, we all know that uh, Mr. Number Five is Saint. Which stands for Strategic Artificially Intelligent Nuclear Transport. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They do it's this not really a Yeah, it's a good, it's a good sort of, um, I don't know, joke, I suppose, you know, the, the, the name. Yeah, and then you got Nova Tektronics. That's who built it. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much all you need to know. So you do this demo, and I do think it's still cheesy. Because, no offense, a tank would kill these things. Uh, because uh, they're really not mobile. I mean, they're. The, the, now, well, I, I read they remind up. me of the um and and their look. They remind me of you no. Know, whenever in the Terminator films, you get like um, it, it flashes forward to the, like, yes. the future sort of carnage. It yes. looks like some of those robots. Well, that's where they got the design. But nicer. <laughs> that's where they got the design. Yeah, they got the design from Stan Winston. Um, Stan Winston's. Well, the idea came from the Terminator flashback scenes or flash yeah. forward scenes or whatever it would be. Um, and yeah. ET. Mm-hmm. And then we got Wally, which pretty much completely rips this off. No, I would say Chappie even more. And Chappie, uh, Chappie's a horrible film. I like, horrible. I like Chappie. Oh, if, you, God. if you can, get, if you can't get over that complete another asshole ninja from that rap group, Die Atwood, it's actually very, very good. It's, I mean, it's Chappie a poor, is it's a, a remake. poor man's short circuit. No, it's no Chappie is basically short circuit with loads of more violence and guns. It's short circuit with the RoboCop edge. Yes, but I enjoyed it. But yes, Ninja, that guy, that um, die Atwood guy, is a complete asshole. <laughs> if you can't get over him, then it's an enjoyable film. Very enjoyable, um, I would say. Yeah, but you get my point. Well, they're not really mobile. They're kind of the well, but it's the eighties. You know? Yeah, that's the way it was. I mean, these little lasers and stuff, pew, 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 and blowing up and stuff. I mean, I, yeah, I, I guess you got to go it. with it. I, yeah, uh, but I don't have a, it, It's because these days we're, well, fuck over AI. We'll have actual AI, you know, and um, all sorts of, you know, high-tech technology, you know. Um, but this was the 80s, you know what I mean? It, it's, you know, and that's part of the, I, I don't even think, you know, I'm not even a short-circuit fan, but I, I appreciate what the, you know, as you were talking uh, um, in the previous podcast about Doctor Who, that you're not a fan, but you appreciate it for what it is. I, I would get to see him with 
short circuit here. But yeah, and you know what? The design of um, Johnny Five and what the other ones, one, two, three, and four, uh, you know, that's that's fine with me. It's a bit kitsch and camp, and yeah, I can rumble the theories. Yeah, I know, and I'm fine. I'm fine with it. I just feel it's kind of like we talk about the dialects or Ed Two Hundred Nine. Just give yeah. them stairs. But then, I fucking love Ed Two Hundred Nine. But yes, but, go ahead. but but you can you. But I we do find out that he can jump. Yes, um, yeah, like the dialects. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got the comic relief played by Ben, uh, played by Fisher Stevens. Yes, and best character in it. Yeah, he's he's quite good. I give him credit. There's some of the he has some of the fun lines with the scrotum part. Yeah, and the one he goes, what happens is when 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 uh, number five gets out, being by struck by lightning. Yes, the the uh, the leader goes, uh, what the fuck are you gonna? What? No, you didn't say that, but he goes. What do you do if he if he attacks a what do you what do you get what do you call when he attacks the uh, a busload of nuns on the, on the what do you, he shoots them up and he he says nun soup yeah yeah you know and I'm not I'm not doing the the line justice even though it's pretty bad racially that yeah, he's putting on the accent because he is not he's American he's in brown face <laughs> no no he's he's naturally a darker skinned. Yeah, but I think he's got a bit of assistance here. Um, so yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it was you can't judge the past by modern sort of um, standards. You know what I mean? That's just you know, that's so. I, you know, it, it is what it is. It's a slice of the eighties, and when those things were okay, and they weren't considered problematic. And you know what I mean? He, he, to me, he's the best character in it, and he has the funniest lines. I love the line um, where he's out in the van with um, Steve Guttenberg. Um, Newton, and um, he's talking about where are you from, and I say I don't know. We say something like um, Montana or somewhere. I goes no, no, no. I mean, where where are your ancestors from? He goes, oh, my ancestors. That's what you mean. He goes Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but yeah. I I think him and uh, I think actually number five has the best lines. Because they're not. No, they're not. Because he learns everything through TV and the books, right? Yeah. And like when you see Stephanie naked. Oh, yes. you've changed color. Nice, because yeah. he's blushing. And yeah. he's like, nice software. I mean, yeah. stuff like that is, come well, on. Well, uh, what I would say, I, I find the actual, it's not the lines themselves, which are, are decent, but w- w- the actual squeaky voice itself of, of the robot is kind of annoying to me, you know? I don't, I love his voice. Yeah, I, it's just uh, a bit too squeaky and no. Johnny Five's alive. Well, with, maybe know, if there was incestual stuff going on, you'd be all into this. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be the that, <laughs> that would be good. No, this was, this was missing something. Mm. <laughs> just just missing that extra ingredient. Yeah, yeah. They should have had a scene where um, you know <laughs> it was span. On, so, oh, <laughs> I do, I do love her. Span, well, well, you do have a scene where it's span on her in the bath. You know, you know. But he's not. Doing it because he's a perv. He doesn't know what that is. He's doing well, it because he's curious. To, to, well, that's what George McFly. That, George McFly. Well, that's, just curious. that's what I would. That's what I told my attorney. So <laughs> I got away with it. <laughs> that's what you. That's what you told the judge. Yeah. Yeah. Your Honor, I was just curious. Yeah, well, it's the same thing with George McFly. He just wanted to see the uh, intricate workings of brass coming off. <laughs> you know? So, anyways, back to the fucking movie. Um. Yeah, so you meet this guy, Frank, who's a douchebag. And yes. you actually meet him where he's gonna he's trying to kidnap her dog who has only three legs. Yeah, this is the and, boyfriend character. Yes, yeah. 
and was going to bring him to an animal testing facility. <laughs> I like this character. I know, I know, but it's like so over the top. I was like, fuck her. I just yeah. noticed that myself. I, I tell her, I was yeah. like, that piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah, he, he just wants to make money. He, he's just like all out for himself. He's just a, he's the ex-boyfriend. She's a crazy cat lady, basically, but not just cats, all animals. And she basically runs this farm, I suppose. Um, but yeah, he, he's a complete asshole. But he's kind of <laughs> likable in his assholeness. You know, he's just obsessed with his car and money and all that there sort of thing. When Newton and Ben tell Howard that they got to, uh, we got to take number one to get number five. Because yes. if number five, number five attacks us, we need a number one to protect us, whatever. Yes. So he goes, oh, great, great. So instead of $11 million roaming around, we're going to have $22 million roaming <laughs> yes. around. Yes. And, then, and then Ben goes, oh, yeah, we need gas money. Yeah. <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah. But it, well, the it, way he delivers it. He, he's, he's brilliant um, comic actor, you know, at delivering sort of the lines. He, he just... He's very good at the comedy. Fisher Stevens in the 80s did this kind of comedic role. He did it with a movie called My Science Project. Yes. Um, which is quite fun, actually, if no one's ever seen it. But, you know, it's, he was he was married to Michelle Pfeiffer for like quite a... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. In, well, in, he, in a prime. In, in these sort of roles, he sort of, you know, he's they have him dressed up as a dork, but he was a good-looking guy, you know, in reality. Um, whereas they have him here and sort of, you know, as more of a sort of nerdy type, you know, he, play, he plays those roles well, those nerdy type roles. And his, his delivery and his comic timing is bang on. <clears throat> now, Casting... Guttenberg, I have to admit, I'm not against Steve Guttenberg personally, but he was he's just got that sort of bland sort of, you know, he, he, to, to me, he, he's the epitome of... Bland eighties safe family comedies, you know, three men and a baby, um, the police academies, which I liked. I liked the police academies as a kid. I must admit, but um, he's it's just some very bland. Yeah, he's as <clears throat> Fisher can do comedy properly. He's not the show here. Um, yeah. even though he was probably the get because he was hot off police academy at the time. Yes, and then you had Ali Sheedy, who we talked about with John Badham. She yeah. she was in War Games with him, directed yes. by him. And she was also but in this is huge films. This is. Ali Sheedy's and Number Five's film, yeah. Period. That's it. And, and um, Fisher's as well. I no, say, well, yeah. he's he's he good, but he's, he's, he's he, it's these two. Yeah. Um, when I bring up she, the Beasley, the dog he was going to take for animal testing, <laughs> yeah, bastard. <laughs> but you can see her love for animals because she's got all these these animals she takes in, and so yeah. it's a perfect character or side story of a character to understand why she'd be so protective. Of number five. She adopts strays and number five is a stray. Exactly. But she's a fucking idiot when she <laughs> finds out that it's a robot, not an alien. Yeah. How the fuck did you not know that was a robot, you stupid idiot? Well, it was done for comic effect, you know, but yes. Uh, okay, because yeah. she sees that Nova Tektronics. Maybe she bottom. thought it was a Dalek. Oh, dear you God. Know? <laughs> I, I would have went, oh, that's not a threat. No problem. I'll take that in. Or a Zygon. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, um, yeah, you can't bring up Doctor Who again. That was Sorry, the deal. I you forgot. Ruined it. Already ruined it. Between, <laughs> fuck, between that and the ancestral humor, I don't know what's going on with you today. <laughs> but I do like, and this is what I mean by I catch this more outside of being a little kid watching it. I'm catching it more for how smart it can be. 
Steve the Grasshopper is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Yeah. He jumps with it, and she's having a good laugh, but he actually crushes it. Yes. And she gets upset about it. But he goes, no, just reassemble it. You can't. Yeah. It's dead. Once you disassemble, once you, you can't reassemble, once you disassemble, whatever it is. And he panics because that's what's going to happen to him. Well, he has. this is when he has an existential crisis, and he realizes that death, what death is. And I think that's quite clever. Yeah, and it is. It, and it works along with Stephanie's character. Mm-hmm. Um, the arcs, believe it or not, in this film really do work well. Yeah, I think the what problems there is with the film is more to do with the delivery. Ali Sheedy's quite poor in this. She's all right. She's passable. But um, Gutenberg is, bl- is, is always bland, um, sadly. Um, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. And it's... Um, but yeah, there's some good idea. I mean, it harks back to Frankenstein, Pinocchio, which are directly referenced actually in the second one. Yeah, he, he reads. He's reading the books. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's a nice. I mean, the character. I know we're talking about a stupid robot, but this is what the second one was missing. Actually, this one got it right mm-hmm. in a lot less time. Believe it or not, um, about his journey and what he wants to be. Yes. And. Number two just pisses all over that, and we'll certainly get to it in a moment. Um, but there's a couple things that did bother me when uh, Gutenberg, I want to say Gutenberg at this point, and Fisher Stevens grab number five to bring him back. They turn the power off, mm-hmm. and but he ends up waking up. How does he wake up with the powers off? Remember um, when I, he starts replacing? I, I think it's his soul, his conscience, or something. I, um, I, I got that impression where he's more than just um, a robot now. You know, it's like his he's alive. You know. You know? Okay. Uh, no, I I just didn't get that. So maybe the small part of him, the human aspect of him, motivated. Yeah. You know, because he, he he fixed his arm and shit. He's become yeah. And, he, it's he's more than just a machine now. All right. Mm-hmm. I do like when Frank comes after him and. Because he finds out about the twenty five thousand reward, yeah, and he dismantles, yeah, no. he dismantles his car. Yeah, yeah. Well, he deserved that. He was a lot, and then pulls his trunks down. You know. <laughs> yeah, and then you see that whole Saturday Night Fever scene. Yes, mm-hmm. that's you know John Badham directed that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you got the rights for that, which was I, I thought yes. was kind of a little yeah. nod to the hat for some of his work. I like that. A mm-hmm. um, little silly them dancing, but got to go yeah. with it. It was it, it's eighty silly, so it gets away with it exactly. Um, I do like when. Oh, who was it who said it? Um, oh, when Frank comes in, and he wants to meet the robot. Yes. And he goes, "Oh, you know, you can talk to him." Yeah. And he goes, "How robot? How?" Yeah. Uh, he goes, yeah. "She goes, Jesus, he's a computer, not Apache." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then they they trick him as well, so that they they trick him. And um, you know, for them to, for them to get offside. Um, yeah, the, the love interesting with Gutenberg and with Ali Sheedy, you're gonna throw it in there. But Gutenberg is—I never thought Gutenberg was a good actor. Sorry. No, um, no I not. Police Academy. He's fun as the lovable, you know, perv. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, come on, is the reason why his career is not. Where it was, yeah, where it, he has. You know. he's, just, he's just so very bland, you know. Uh, again, if nothing, I, I would like to see Gutenberg. Um, I know he's a bit later on in his career now, but I would have liked to have seen him 
try um, a different road. Maybe as a serial killer or something, you know what I mean? A more serious. But he just he was just like the go-to guy for bland um, 80s sort of family comedies. You know, safe, you know, there's no edge there. It's just, it's just you know, three men and a baby, you know. Um, three men and a, a little lady, the police academy, you know. Steve got Cocoon, he was in Cocoon as well, you know. Um, oh, I give him that. I forgot about that. I like mm-hmm. Cocoon, and everyone in Cocoon is really good. I like the old people on it. Um, yeah, they make that movie. Bland. You know, Jessica yeah. Tandy and uh, Wilfred Brimley, all these guys. But he, no, he, he's, he's good when he's given other actors around him more better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's lucky he has Fisher Stevens. He's lucky he has G.W. Bailey. As silly as he is, he's very good. At, <laughs> he's he's, good, he's Bailey. good. He's always good at the over-the-top villain. Yeah, from Police Academy. From and Police Academy, from Mannequin. Yes. All these 80s, that's all he did. And he yeah. did it well. He's still alive as well. Still plugging away doing films. Yeah. Good on him. And, yeah, I do like the fact that number five has to take off the other three. Yes. He takes them out one by one. Your mother was a snowblower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all a bit silly. Like, and, yeah. I laugh. <laughs> funny. And then he he, t- he reprograms into the Three Stooges. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. And the guys are all got their guns out, and they're all like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that was funny. I, 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 you know, it, it's you know, it's not groundbreaking comedy stuff. It's not edgy stuff, but it's it's a family film ultimately. And I, so I don't have an issue with it. Yes, overall, it's a bit. You know, both of the films are a bit too juvenile for me. Well, uh, I don't. But think, they are. But they I are. Think, I'm not, not I don't, for that. But that was my point in the beginning. Yes. I don't think this is juvenile. I know what you... The second one, we will fucking... I will tear that Parts place. of it are, are, are a bit uh, juvenile. Yes, you're going to have parts because it is PG at the end of the day. Yes. But E.T. was juvenile in some of the sequences. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. They're yeah. all going to have that Spielberg-esque, kitty-like juvenile. 100%. 100%. And, that's, and that is fine. Especially I know when you... I'm agreeing with you. I know. Especially when you're peppering in, quite a, quite a bit actually, with adult humor... Um, and a lot of innuendo. Yeah. Now, I do like Howard's character where he decides he just wants to kill and get rid of it. But there's a there's a likableness to to Howard's character. Yes. Where he realizes, okay, maybe this military action we're not taking it right now. But G. W. Bailey wants to kill this thing. Yeah. Um, I totally forgot about the fake out that he built his he rebuilt himself. But uh, G.W. Bailey also, you sort of can sympathize with him as well because he just sees it as a threat. Because I mean, it is a threat. Um, these robots are a threat. They're fucking... Uh, <laughs> they're not they're fucking... They can blow, I mean, you've seen at the start, they can blow the shit out of things. Um, you know what I mean? They're basically metal versions of Rambo. So what? they are a threat. <laughs> so right are. there. Because this movie's on for about an hour and 30-something minutes, whatever, right? Yeah. I would have... It flew by. I'd rather have seen a little more. What they really could have done mm-hmm. is something during a chase, something bumps number five, something happens to where his violent side comes out. Yeah, and 100%. he accidentally hits a school bus. Or no, 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 no. no. Let me finish. Doesn't kill anybody, but it, it, no, like it, it hits like a tire or something on the school. Or almost hits a kid That's somewhere. A different where uh, film, you, whatever you're wanting to mask our school buses and stuff. No, no, let me finish. You know what I meant. I know. And what I'm, I'm saying is, you could have, because right, because once we he's he's escaped, he's playing with butterflies and yeah. and playing with puppies and dancing and Saturday Night Fever. We needed to see him outside the box and what yeah. he actually can to do. be a Terminator. Yeah. Yes. So we need. It could have been him 
almost killing Frank. Would have been perfect, even better. Instead yeah. of making that comic booky scene, yeah. have him start fucking blowing up his Trans Am and almost and trying to shoot him, and she has to stop him. And if you really wanted to go, you know, sort of more serious, it could have been that conflict, um, you know, inner conflict between the robot with his valent sort of killer side and also his, you yeah. know, just like childlike. You get that in Chappie, to be fair. Um, I know you don't like Chappie, but you do get, you know, a bit of that, well, a bit of it in Chappie anyway, um, which is, for all intents and purposes, a remake of the Short Circuits. But, um, yeah, uh, no, no, 100%, I, I agree with you, you know, um, yeah. It's but you know I suppose it didn't want to go too dark. For, yeah, I mean they're know. probably thinking, well, we already did. We showed in the beginning what he can do, but you yeah. needed to see that not threat, not in a military situation. Yes. You needed yes. to see it in a civilized civilization, in a in a general population area. Because that's what Scrutumsack is is afraid of. Because there's Scrooter. actually a, yeah, be, I know I'm joking. I know I know you are, you sicko. Right. <laughs> but but, but Scrooter actually there's actually a scene where he says at the Howard I think he says, Do you have children? He goes, I have children. I have to protect my children from this. What's the effect of this robotic killing machine? Yeah. So you get him and his character is actually well defined. So at the yeah. end when he gets it, well you think he gets it. I forgot that he faked him out. Yeah. Can I can I just say one thing that did piss me off? Fisher Stevens is missing completely from the finale. Yeah, because he's not in that area. Yeah, no, but he, I think he should have been in no, the finale. You would have too many, too many. I suppose, but well, he gets his he gets his chance in the second one for us. <laughs> well, they make up for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they make up for it, all right? Give by giving it once the finger. Yeah. All right. So yeah, so he survived number five, and they go to Montana. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I. I, I still like if this comes on 4K, which it will, I buy it in a heartbeat. It's such a good movie. I still holds up. I really do like this film. Um, it's it's got some kiddiness, but that's not the film's fault. That's when it came out. That's that's its, its core audience. Yeah, but it's a happy medium. Gives us some of the adult humor that I can take away from me today, and it still got that kitty humor that I liked when I was a younger kid. I was a younger at that time seeing it. So it's got the best of both worlds. And I love number five. I really do. Um, I do wish they put that little darker edge, a little bit of that little moment where he has a relapse, something yeah. that 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 Ali Sheedy goes, "Oh shit, we have a problem." Yeah. Or G.W. Bailey even sees it and goes, "Do you see what I'm talking about?" Yeah, exactly. So that's what we needed to see. And it wouldn't have been that a couple of minutes. That's all you really needed to do that. I do love it in the 80s, the end credits. They do they did all these films. They always give us a recap of what we I just know, saw. Like, yes, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, it's purely 80s. Like, you know, this film, um, it is what it is, and I appreciate it for what it is. Um, it's not for me, and that's okay. You know, um, you know, even as a kid, I never really jumped on the short circuit um, bandwagon. Um, but, but you know what, you know, each of their own, and um, I appreciate it for what it is. It's a slice of 80s cheese, and that's okay. It has some good moments, and um, yeah, a bit juvenile, but that's okay too. All right, so this made $44 million. It was a big hit. The greenlit one right away. Steve Gutenberg to this day says he regrets not coming back. Yep. Um, we talked about Gutenberg, and uh, it was okay in the last one. It was passable. But yeah, we well, came back for him. about fucking 20 police academies, so I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. what his problem was. <laughs> so, um, and believe it or not, despite it being more, like I mentioned, number five in Ali Sheedy's story in, in that one, yes. and then Ben coming in and stealing some of the scenes, 
Yeah. Gutenberg was kind of a back, back, you know, in the back of the queue there. Yes. But I'll say this. In this one, we were missing that. We need a Gutenberg back. We need a strict guy. Um, we need a Gutenberg back or even fucking Ali Sheedy, not a voice recording. We needed, um, yeah, we needed a, a, a straight guy because this is just all out, um, well, an attempt at a, at a complete all out comedy. There's no straight guy because you have two sort of silly comedy characters, um, you know, with Fisher Stevens and Michael McKean, you know. I like Michael McKean a lot. Oh, you, oh uh, he he's the best thing in. Yeah, he is segment. the best thing in. And uh, Jack Weston's nice to see. Um, mm. Uh, Cynthia Gibb was kind of a get at the time. So or quite likable, actually. Yeah. yeah, the cast is fine, but you needed somebody from the original, not yeah. Ben. Uh, nothing against Ben, but I'm telling you right now, he doesn't carry a film. He doesn't carry a film. Yeah, you needed that other team. He, he's he's good in small doses. Yes, it's good as a support and a supporting role, but um, he he hasn't got the, the character doesn't have the the weight or you know. To carry the entire film on his own. Um, this was directed by a man called Kenneth Johnson. Um, he's a competent man. He's uh, he's the producer and writer of the Alien Nation series, Bionic Woman. I so remember them. Make, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. I, I like the Alien Nations where they used to get drunk but with milk and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 It was. Uh, so we got. Um, you know, he accomplished the on board. The same writers are back. Uh, mm-hmm. What could go wrong? <laughs> well, everything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh boy, Tim Blaney's least back. Thank God. And we played number five, and then obviously Fister Stevens, and then we, as we mentioned, Michael McKean, Cynthia Gibb, Jack Weston, and Dee McCaffrey. That's all again, small cast, which I liked. Um, I don't. I am so. After watching one, and watching these back to back, actually, yeah, I am so angry this got produced. Um, Fisher Stevens said to this day they were trying to do a re a reboot. And he was asked to come back, and and it obviously didn't happen. But he says it's because of two, right? Nothing really. So, yeah, this just bombed, and people knew it right away. It's just all you needed to do with short circuit two was have him in the farm in Montana, living his little life with <coughs> Ali Sheedy and Steve Gutenberg, and then the military finding out where he is. Mm-hmm. Um, because this has so many questions that, that that don't have answers, they don't have answers to um, about that. Um, so that's what they should have done, and and kept them kept it more rural. But this is a fucking train wreck. And <laughs> it's Johnny Five takes Manhattan. <laughs> you know? Jesus, this is just I don't even know. This, <laughs> this will take us five minutes. I mean, that's yeah. how long it took him to write this. So. <laughs> I mean, even even uh, David Shire did the the score from the first one, and yeah. that that opening sequence is fun. It's like the little digits, dee 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 dee. You know, it had the little keyboard digits like you yeah. play on a computer, yeah. but it's done uh, orchestral, and you had them building number five it was fun. This is some loud, obnoxious score by some guy you never even heard of. It's it it's, it feels rushed and sort of thrown together, um, you know, in all departments, a lot of it. And it's uh, it's it's a bit all over the place. The com- ultimately the comedy falls flat. It's it's not very funny. Apart from McKean, he because he can do comedy and deliver comedy. You know what I mean? Again, like F- Fisher Stevens in the first one. Um, they they try to you know to do the whole. It's just a bit sort of like you know we talk about eighties cheese. This is just this is like overload of eighties cheese. You know, 
um it's just it all and ultimately it all just falls a bit flat so it does you know it, it just it just angers me with a sequel this is almost like return of sam's lot where <laughs> they they um just brought back number five and then built around that yes they, and they yeah, didn't that, take yeah. any care of the original and what the original kind of what the original set up for them to do yeah they could have went that direction but they didn't and they would have been half the budget because yeah. you're going to more rural. Don't go to a city and spend all this money on, sh- and then not spend money on, well, good, you know, like good practical and good scripts and good everything else. Yeah, it's like they took the best parts of the original and just threw it together in this one with some extra characters and yeah, they tried. It's it's rushed ultimately. I think I think it just feels rushed, you know. So so. Well, well, now we're not happy with it. We know that. So let's start with what 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 they try to do and see what works. If I don't mind the idea that Ben is selling little short circuit toys. Yes. By the way, for twenty dollars, I would have bought a bunch of those. That's a great deal for that thing. Yeah. Um. And I do like the Cynthia Rhodes character when she's being my loser job. She needs to find the new Christmas toy. Yes. For this, she's a toy maker basically. She, well, she's a buyer. Um, so she has to find the perfect toy. Mm-hmm. So she finds it, finds the street vendor, uh, Ben, who's selling yeah, he, this. Yeah. And I, okay, you got me. And then you got Michael McKeon, who's like the shyster side. Yeah, he, you know, he's a tail boy character, you know? He's, you know, he's the, uh, what's that character from, uh, Only Fitz and Horses, tail boy. What, what, no, I don't know who that is. Have yeah. you seen, uh, no, uh, is it Fagan? From oh, Oliver Fe- Twist? Fe- Oliver Twist, yes, Fagan. That's yeah. who he is. Although so, Fagan's a dark, much darker character. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Well, to me, he was, he was um, I know you're not familiar with Only Fools and Horses, which that's you know, classic British sitcom, but um, Dale Boy, the main character in that, is a market trader, and he's a bit dodgy, and you know what I mean? He's like a sort of uh, a, lovable, a lovable rogue, you know? I do like that Michael McCann goes to get, um, I'll, I'll be your core man. I'll get you a place. I'll get you workers. You can make a thousand of these. No problem. So he, ends up, he, he, goes, he, buy, he gets it from a a, uh, a broker. Uh, what do you call him? Uh, I can't fucking get the name out of my head. A now. landlord? No, yeah. you know, he gets it from a, Jesus Christ. What do you call him? Yes. <laughs> Brain what? freeze. You, you, you go to a, a bookie. He goes to a bookie. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, a loan shark. Loan shark. He goes to a yeah. loan shark, and he and he gets the money, and he gets this shit warehouse, and he gets yeah. a bunch of homeless people. <laughs> yeah, to work for him. Yeah, it could have been like theater of blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then at the same time, these guys are trying to steal these jewels from the bank across the street, but they need to go underneath, so they're using their warehouse. They're terrible so, villains. They're terrible villains, and they're trying to now they have to try to get them out so they can continue their work. Yeah. Um. Pretty pretty poor. I'll tell you that right now. I do like I do like the twist. I did not see Oscar as one of them. I didn't see that. I didn't see it coming. I've never seen this before. Again, as I said um, earlier on in this podcast, I remember skimming past this in the video rack and going for something a bit more sort of edgy. And I don't know, it was probably it could even have been a a Stallone or Arnie film at the time. But um, yeah, um, so this is my first time seeing this. And I didn't see the twist coming, but at the same time, I didn't give a fuck either. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it, it, but that's my point. You had something. I mean, if you have some things that work, yes. <clears throat> here's, here's the big faux pas on this one, by the way. Big faux pas. At the end of Short Circuit, there's Stephanie yes. and Newton 
Newton goes, I've got I got 40 acres in Montana. Nobody knows about it. Mm-hmm. Why do you bring all my animals? Exactly. Let's get the fuck out of here, and let's get this little guy out of here. No one will ever have to see him again. Mm-hmm. Right? There's the yeah. end. You're all clapping. Yeah, Charlie. Right? We're all, we're all excited. Mm-hmm. So Ben asks for help from Stephanie, off camera, obviously. Yeah. Stephanie and Newton, because he wants to build these robots, blah, blah, blah. But he needs, he needs a lot of help because the homeless people quit because of the robber guys. <laughs> right. Right? So what's the first thing they do? They send, they Johnny, send Five. Number Johnny Five to a major city. So hiding him out in rural Montana, that's no longer the plan. You're going to send him UPS. In full public view. In full public view to a major city. To, to New York, which is um, a dangerous, known for its crime levels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a, Well, it's convoluted. That's the, you've just right there ruined the ending of Short Circuit. Yep. You've, mm-hmm. you've thrown that all out. You've no, retconned, I agree with that. You've yeah. retconned yourself. You yeah. retcon anything in a film, especially a direct sequel. Fuck off. Yeah. You, you, you've done the damage. Yeah. I mean, that whole fucking scene where Ben is wants to date um, Cynthia, <laughs> you know, Cynthia Gibb, whatever, and, and, and they, they go to that restaurant. And I was going trying, to say about that where he, um, Johnny Five is putting the, the stuff up on the screen. This yeah. is, I'm like, oh my God. It's the most dragged out um, so-called comedy scene um, like ever. And then, you know, but the, the popcorn guy with the balloons stands in front of it and stuff and they're, oh, it's just, it's cringe. So, it, and all of a sudden, Ben is like some sort of child where he can't interact with humans and he needs to be prompt and stuff. Yes, I get that we're going down the whole he's awkward about approaching girls and stuff. But I mean, it's just, it's done, the, it's, it's, it's overdone. Yeah, it's 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 piss poor, and yep. it, it's it like you you said it's cringeworthy when you're yes. when you're going oh my god rolling your eyes yeah coming from the source material what the fuck are you thinking yeah mm-hmm. I mean I I don't know yeah. I, I just I I don't I I don't know where to go with this one it, 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 it has it, it had some it had some good moments like I said <clears throat> the whole point of Johnny Five is he wanted to be human mm-hmm. or human esque yeah. and well, yeah, but, well, there's like, some night. Yeah, because yeah, he's reading Pokemon Frankenstein. That's a nice little drop-in, but wasted, really. Yes. Because it's so full of cheese and just shit crap yeah. that you don't care about this anymore. We did yes. in the original. Yeah. We mm-hmm. wanted him to make it. We wanted more from that. Yeah, yeah. I we don't see for I, Not in this one. It's just slapstick uh, for too much of it. So uh, when he gets it, yeah, well, there's, like, there's a nice wasted scene where he goes to... Um, He's watching TV, and Mr. Rogers has a ventriloquist doll. Yes. And he says, well, this ventriloquist is inhuman. It's made mm-hmm. out of materials. That was quite a creepy um, clip they used there, it by the way. It was. It was kind of creepy. But number five is watching it, and he's being thrown this at him. So, mm-hmm. And then it's just thrown away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, play on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you try to have them. Ben's kind of put away in the second act, and Michael McKean is more brought in, mm-hmm. which is great, but and I do like Michael McKeon kind of because first he wants the money for him and stuff. Uh, don't don't even get me started when he jumps out of the the, the fucking the skyscraper. Yeah. No, oh no. my god. Yeah. Then he and becomes Robocop with a fucking. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, th- this is all complete nonsense. Like um, all the way through, uh, it's just, it's a series of sketches. Essentially, it's Johnny Five gets into some sort of silly baller. 
and um, but escape from it just with a, like a like a quip or whatever. It's just it's a series of sort of you know um, sketches essentially, and um, you know set pieces and um, just all thrown together. That's what it felt like um, to me, um, including the finale, which is ridiculously stupid. Um, you know, and it, it, the the big problem is you can well you can get away with that if it's funny, but the comedy just falls flat. The only character here worth um, mentioning is Michael McKean. The Michael and, McKean character. Well, even to piggyback on the Michael McKean, but when he is brutalized, and it's an ugly scene mm-hmm. when he's being beaten, uh, number five, in yes. broad daylight, by the way, in the middle of the city. Yep. Um, but you didn't. I can't believe I'm saying this. I was like, okay. Yeah. I If this happened in the fucking second, in the first one, I'd be almost in tears. It's, per, uh, it's down to the direction because. It's down to the direction. I'm writing. Yep. You have given us, you've done this. Right after the fucking mm-hmm. horrible date scene, and yep. now you want us to feel sorry for this? It's like it's, Carry On Robot in New York, you know? It's just it is silly. Ho- you have, and you had such good scenes that you could have. This movie's an hour and 53 fucking minutes. Yes, I was going to say that as well. It's way too long. Yeah, cut this to shreds. Yeah. And give it, us some of the darker <laughs> stuff. Get rid of the dating scene. Get mm-hmm. rid of all that. Let him just. Yeah, I just. Yeah. And the Michael McKean stuff in him worked, especially when he's trying to fix him at Radio Shack. He's the, he is the only character that goes on a, pr- a proper journey here. Yeah, because he becomes kind of a, a hooligan. It's like, like Han Solo, for want of a better word. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, the word here is good. Well, yeah, um, but, but, but he goes on that sort of journey where he's like a sort of lovable rogue out for himself. Um, it doesn't care you know, about anyone else. It's, it's just about making the money and stuff to actually having a heart by the end of it. Like... He's trying to put them together, and it's you know his eyes hanging out. It's kind of yeah. and you're supposed to be tough. At He's this point, like I said, I checked out. I didn't care anymore. Yeah. So, but there's McKeon and him bonding as he's trying to fix him, yeah. telling him to stay awake, buddy. Stay awake. I'm going to get you back up. And you see the bleeding, but it's actually just battery acid. Battery yeah, fluid. yeah, it's a oil or something. Um, like but that. it's well, it's well done. Yeah. So this what and that pisses me off even more because you have the talent. You, obviously, there's companies here. And the it rest needed, of this film is complete shit. It needed edited heavily, and also there is an issue with the comedy not being not working. And the yeah. problem, with, yeah, and the, you're right, and the, and the comedy not working yeah. means this scene won't work. And also, yeah, exactly. But also, um, um, I know I said about the first one; um, it's a bit too juvenile for me. But at the same time, the um, I, 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 it's also likable in a way too. But with this one, it's just like they just go over the top with the juvenile nonsense, and it's just you're just looking at your watch saying just to end this shit, you know? Yeah, it's um, and don't get me started when he the Rambo scene when he starts gearing up in Rambo gear, yeah, and then he jumps on top of number five and they start going through the streets, yeah, try to find uh, the robbers and. Oh no! I the thought whole... you were talking about the James Bond scene at the very end, where he's going after you know the bank guy and the speedboat. That's what I'm talking. Well, it's the same, same yeah, chase. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's mm-hmm. and then when I and this is how bad this movie is. There's a scene where number five is watching TV and he sees Tarzan. I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. You knew yeah. it was going to happen, and you were begging it for not to because yeah, that would did. be horrible. And guess yeah. what they did? They did it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's it's set up just like within Gremlins, where um, the Mogwai creature is watching Rambo. You know he's going to turn, but it's done very well there in Gremlins um, by Joe Dante. Um, you know whenever he, he actually 
becomes Rambo. Um, with this, it's yeah, it's terribly. I think they probably ripped that off actually, actually Gremlins. But yeah, it's terribly. I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew this was going to come in at the end. Um, it's going to be Tarzan, and it was just like, oh dear, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, fuck me, man. I mean, and then not only do you fuck us through this entire film. I mean, you fucking just went to town on us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is. I, 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 I almost would say, I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually will say this because I love the source material so much. Mm-hmm. This is worse than Stop or a Mama Shoot. <laughs> Uh, um, at least stop, stop or my mom will shoot has Stallone and it, well at um, least you can laugh at Stallone and go yes. it's so what fuck, yeah what the fuck are you doing Stallone this is just cringe and this not in a good way and this is what seals it yeah yeah it's when just... Ben and number five get their citizenship yeah oh dear oh dear oh I, I, got, I got blocked that out of my mind and you just when they back. were panning the camera as as the justice of the the justice the judge whatever, oh. was reading what they were reading their you know oh. their initial whatever it is but they're oh I, I and the camera was panning i was saying we were gonna see ben but do not show number five and he's do gold not. is c3po yeah he's gold what the fuck do you get the money from that oh yeah, that's he, right they got the new they got uh, the input, contract input for the, ink. the toys. Input ink. That's right. Um, and then right. she goes, and for our first ever non-human. Yeah, it's just she, like. Yeah. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So he's, no, he's definitely no longer incognito anymore. He's now, and, and he's all over the papers as well. That's what I don't get. Yeah. Wouldn't the military or Nova go, wait a minute. Well, Nova had been closed down. But I'm sure there was some other. Um, uh, I'm sure Scrotum Sack it was still out there saying. I'm sure he was reading the papers, going that fucking bastard. You should have brought him back at least. Exactly, at least he he's like a good character and that's funny. Um, yeah, this is this is um, yeah, this is bullshit. Like I yeah. literally hated life after watching this. <laughs> that scene at the end, oh, it's, it's just it's just pure. And uh, and then he goes, yeah, Johnny Five's a citizen. And he jumps up in the air and it ends. That'd be funny if you crush somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I no, no. I mean, I, I, you know, they kind of had a really dark twist for the sequel and, and have him as like a proper Terminator going about massacring people, and they're trying to bring him back to the old Johnny Five. And I think would be better than this. Right? <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, this, this, this bombed. But guess who gave it two thumbs up? Who? Who do you think? Cisco Liebert loved it. Really? Yep. Oh, for what? Yep. This is oh dear. I never understood their. I I mean, I like Ebert over Cisco, but I never yeah. understood their rating system. I never understood it. Yeah, I mean, well, the other thing, I mean, films all up. I mean, it's all down to opinion. So, I mean, you know, that's essentially, you know, anyone, you know, can, can, has an opinion on on anything essentially. But yeah, I don't get that. You know, um, the fuck, do you have an opinion on this? Yeah, it's uh, it's wow. Although they did say that, um, I think it was Roger Ebert actually said that um, Freddy Got Fingered is one of the worst films ever made. Quite, but, you know, but, so don't you know? So they have a clue. <laughs> it's not. No, oh, no. I mean, everyone agrees with that. You're, you're an idiot. I don't. <laughs> I no, I, that's I, a different well, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Need more incest in that one. <laughs> uh, um, Fuck, trust me, you don't need any more crazy shit. And Freddy Got Fingered. <laughs> you know, there's more uh, than enough. Yeah. Yeah. 
we'll wrap this up. I think you and I, but we don't need to really break it down any further than we did. Yeah. Uh, first one has charm. It's fun. It has it's got some innuendo is. built into it. it. You know, you just enjoy the characters. Um, some things didn't work, but it wasn't mentioned in the film. And it gets a massive pass from me. You thought it was, eh. But that's what it is. At the, at the end of the day, this is a, a, a slap in the face to John Badham's work. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he's... Uh, I, I haven't read anything about what he thought of it. Usually directors kind of keep to themselves. Yes, they're wanna, pretty you know, professional. You, yeah. yeah, you don't want to pee in the pot. So, but, wow. I'll speak for you, buddy. I'm speaking for you, John. This is a piece of shit. <laughs> and fuck off. Fuck you all who wrote this fucking, <laughs> fucking film. You fucking assholes. <laughs> you fucking, you bastards. The same fucking writers. Yeah. You fuckers. Yeah. Listen, the last time I got angry on the podcast was Hereditary. Right? When I was I went on off. the podcast. Oh, you got to listen to it. That was before my days. Yeah. I went off on the ending. I went off. Right. Same thing with this. I mean, this, but this is a whole train wreck. Hereditary had acting and, you know, yeah. good, some good jump scares. This is just, you vile human beings. And I'm not going to blame anybody. But you know who I'm going to fucking blame? You know who I'm going to blame? The fucking producers. Because you know why? It's the same producing team. Yeah. So you have taken a director's vision and you have pissed all over it by going doing a money grab. But guess what, assholes? This movie tanked. Nobody wants it. And nobody saw it. So fuck off. We saw it. Oh, yeah. Sadly. I'm an asshole. But here, at least Johnny Five got a citizenship at the end. The first human citizen. Or the first fuck non-human me. citizen. You know, so there Fuck you go. Me. Yeah. He's probably knocking about there somewhere, you know. First non human citizen. If you guys like this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> give us a shout out. Citizen Frame <laughs> underscore podcast on Instagram. And of course, Facebook. Let's just, let's just, let's just end this. Yeah. All right, next up, we are going to do the new Netflix uh, movie by the great, great, great. And I love his work, besides Fight Club. I'm the only one who doesn't like Fight Club. It is David Fincher. I can't wait to see this. It's called The Killer with Michael Fassbender. Yep. Um, so supposedly resurged his career a bit. So we'll see what that's all about. That's up next. Guys, take care of yourselves. Have a good one.